Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot AU and three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon till one on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company, and I'm joined today by two co-presenters. Um, occasionally, you will hear Darth Vader and Death Metal singer. No, they're not my long lost brothers. They're called a sore throat. So just thought I'd better let you know. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants and we pay respects to elders past, present and emerging and also acknowledge our rainbow original inhabitants and um, their unique contributions to diversity on and around all the lands. And if you want to get in touch with the show, lots of ways to do it. Um, We've got it all covered with the reasonably modern means of technology. You can telegraph us. Uh, no, sorry. Um, you can email on out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS at 61456 um, uh, 751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. And you can look for the posts on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner, and on Out of the Pan, 3CR, 855am Melbourne. Um, On the show today at around quarter past 12, um, all three co-hosts of Various Voices will be catching up with, um, no, that was an exaggeration, um, Felicity Marlowe from Rainbow Families Victoria to find out about the um, uh, meeting that was on Thursday night about the religious exemptions and LGBTIQA plus community meeting to um, just chat through some various issues. We'll find out what was discussed um, and um, find out all the news and updates from there. But um, on the show, um, well, it's pretty hard not to open with um, the news of the Wentworth by-election, which is why I thought I'd dig out the um, Jimmy Barnes cover from Body Swerve of the Sam Cooke sung classic, A Change Is Gonna Come. Um, well, by goodness me, a 20% plus swing. I mean, if you're talking change, then that's not a loose change, so to speak. Um, tell you what, that was um, frankly um, huge. There was I um, settling in on the couch with my popcorn and maybe a sherbet or two for a long night of, um, what is it, cliffhanger, um, on the edge, um, knife edge um, electoral analysis. And by quarter past seven, Lord Anthony Green had called it and... Um, you know, 2% of the vote counted. Karen Phelps had got it sorted. Um, goodness me. So um, what does this mean for, well, the LGBTI communities altogether, variously, and for the country as a whole? Um, well, let's try and go through all those. Um, for the country as a whole, well, and that's, let's put the big picture first. Um, this government is more cactus than a roadrunner and coyote cartoon. It is absolutely stuffed. It cannot function. 
It's got half of the parliament. It's going to need a crossbencher every time, whether that's CATA, which is obviously a frightening concept. Um, yes, it could be one of the more centrist type of people, but there's so much bickering still in that party that, um, frankly, it's unworkable. And the best thing it could do would be to do voluntary euthanasia on itself and call um, a double dissolution election and get us into government. Now, some people would say, what about stability? Well, it's clearly not stable. It's internally racked and it needs to get out of the way. It hasn't come up with any policies in the month since Scott Morrison was elected and as for the ridiculously desperate and divisive policy of moving the Australian embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. I mean, seriously, what is that going to achieve? And you weren't going to win over any voters in Wentworth anyway. So clearly it's got to go. And if it can't do voluntary euthanasia, then, well, is there one Liberal or National who's prepared to have some principle and, well, do something stronger? By the way, let's not use phrases like lame duck government or dead in the water. They are disrespectful to animals. And remember, freedom of species coming up at one o'clock. So, yeah, it's not um, interesting times at least. It's obviously not um, suddenly going to become a radical, greeny, pinko, lefty government. But Karen Phelps, one would hope, would like to do, you'd like to think would put some pressure on it to get some more respectful policies done. But if the LGBTI community thinks it's suddenly got an ally, think again. It was interesting that her sexual orientation, I don't think, was mentioned once since from the time she nominated right up until now. So she's one of those people who's not defined by her sexuality, which can mean, not always, but in some cases, she's still got internalised prejudice and um, therefore doesn't want to talk about it anymore. So that could be a possibility. But why I said, why do we need to consider the LGBTI communities in varying degrees? It's interesting how many people are still remembering her selling out of the trans community, and not that she was alone in doing that this time last year, during the postal survey. Her video clip, which as far as I know is still there, um, released at about the end of August last year, where she took the horrendously transphobic line from the Christian lobby ad about, my son's going to have to wear a dress next year, and said, the gay and lesbian community is going to face debate, shows she does not respect trans, bi and others who need inclusive language, which is a sign of respect, according to us, not to 1980s cisgender gays and lesbians with assimilationist inferiority complex mentalities. I hope Karen doesn't have that. So if you're buying trans and you're expecting a shift in things at a federal level, don't hold your breath would be my advice. But she could make a difference. We'll wait and see. Um, you know, who knows? But the main thing is for the good of the country, this is now the beginning of the end. It's just a question of how long the final act goes. Will it have six scenes or three? We won't know. But seriously, a 20% swing. And interesting to note the media coverage this morning. Um, the Age um, has, um, well, if I'd had seen this before I picked the music selection, there would have been a change over to Prince. She's in a purple dress and it says Purple Rain, R-E-I-G-N. Well, that's one of the better headlines I've seen from a, com um, a commercial newspaper. Um, that's page one. And then a full two-page coverage on pages six and seven in great depth. The Sunday Herald Sun um, has a teensy-weensy bit of um, about a quarter of the page, front page down the bottom. Of course, a third of the page is about the Caulfield Cup. Um, again, respect to animals. We won't say any more about that. And you have to get to page 12, a left-hand page, and that's all they cover on the by-election. Now, two 
um, the credit of the age, they mentioned the first, the five biggest previous swings in by-elections, and wow, um, the 20% plus one makes these sort of pale into insignificance. Canberra in 1995, a 16.1% swing against the ALP. Um, the well-known Bass by-election in 1975 before the end of the Whitlam era, 146 And then there's three that are less than 12. So, wow, um, what a shift. So interesting times ahead. Will Karen Phelps be some sort of moderate saviour or will she um, just be an establishment type of person? All remains to be seen. Um, If you've got thoughts on the show, let's have them. Um, Out of the pan, 855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456 751215, um, at Sal Goldsetso if you're on Twitter, and on Facebook, out of the pan, 855am, and my page, Sally Goldner. In the meantime, well, it's impossible not to play this one. And um, for those of you with 1970s memories, um, here's Lynn Hamilton, the theme from Prisoner on the inside. And if you're not sure, find out after I return and start the chat with Felicity Marlowe as to why this track has significance. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally and guest hosts today, Darth Vader and um, Death Metal Singer. Celebrate International Day of People with Disability at the Victorian Disability Sport and Recreation Festival. With over 30 exhibitors and three activity zones, come and try different inclusive sports, meet Paralympians and watch the AFL Wheelchair Challenge. This is a free, accessible, family-friendly event. Monday the 3rd of December from 10 till 3pm at Crown River Walk. For more information, visit dsr.org.au. A 3CR supporter. I'm Jane Clifton, author, musician, actor, marriage celebrant, author of The Address Book. I've always been fond of 3CR, and not just because they played the song by my band stiletto, Woman in Trouble, 50,000 times. I was grateful for that, but that was a few years ago. Here I am again after all these years, and so is 3CR, still supporting musicians and writers and people with ideas to share. Keep going, 3CR. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR.org.au, three CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally and guest co occasional co hosts, Darth Vader and Death Metal Singer. We just heard from um the theme from Prisoner. Um we had to, um, because it was set in Wentworth Prison. Um uh, well, Karen Phelps and maybe the Australian public have broken out of it. Who knows? Um, and of course, Lynn Hamilton, the exact track is called, um, by Lynn Hamilton, called On the Inside. Well, there's been goings on on the inside of our community this week because over the last couple of weeks there's been debate about um, ending religious exemptions in varying degrees in religious schools. And hopefully on the line to discuss said situation 
is from Rainbow Families Victoria, Felicity Marlowe. Felicity, have I got you? You have got me. Hey, Sally. Hey, I've got to ask the really important questions first, um, of great (laughs) importance. Did you watch Prisoner when you were growing up? I didn't. I didn't. Isn't that terrible? I just think maybe I was too little, but my mum wasn't really into it, I suppose, the the better answer. Fair enough. a lot of the ABC, though. Well, <laughs> Young that, Talent Time was a favourite. Well, that, that, that's right. Um, well, I'm not going to ask whether you had a crush on Sally Boyden or Tina Arena. That's probably not fair. <laughs> My dad is really fond of Tina Arena, I'd have to say. I Still have, to this day. <laughs> she does have an amazing voice and has done some good songs. Sorrento Moon, hello to everyone down on the Mornington Peninsula. Um, but seriously, folks, um, you know, you're... Um, and I will declare an interest here, um, Rainbow Families, along with the Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby and Transgender Victoria, of which I'm a committee member, co-hosted an event on Thursday night um, um, to get everyone up to date and communicating on the religious exemption situation. So um, let's background it first. Of course, Monday week ago, um, some leaking of the parts of the Ruddock Review and then the full report and recommendations have been released since. Um what you know? What's the, let's just get it um, clear, just so it's on the record. What's the current situation um, with relevance to um, LGBTIQA plus people? Well, I mean, it's really important, I guess, to recognise that the Ruddock Religious Freedom Report um, was really a way in which the then Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull could deflect the religious freedom debate or religious privileges debate during the marriage Mm. equality debate in December last year. So it's come from a very odd place because it's once again come from a very public debate and political argument around the rights of LGBTI people in the first place, particularly those who are in same-sex relationships who wanted to um, get married. So it's already come from a place of of discrimination. Mm. Um, And it really was just a fob off that that crew. So unfortunately, it did... um, it continued all through summer. It continued through up until May when the Ruddock gave the report to government. There was about 15,500 15, submissions received. And I know Transgender Victoria, Bi-Alliance, um, Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby and Rainbow Families Victoria, amongst many other mm-hmm. LGBTIQ advocacy groups, wrote submissions and some of us even appeared at public hearings. So we gave it our all. We participated in good faith and... Now that it's been, the recommendations have been leaked and not the report, unfortunately, we'd really oh. like to see the whole report. Yeah. So that's, the report is still being the government. They oh. keep saying they're going to consider, consider it in Cabinet and come up with, you know, a considered response. So it does make the shenanigans of the last 10 days even more puzzling because, you know, the public outcry around the fact that people hadn't really realised that um, young people and school staff could be dismissed from their positions in many states and territories, not Tasmania, I should say. Tasmania is is our aim. (laughs) Um, But yeah, in many states and territories, um, you could be dismissed and you can still to this day be dismissed from religious or or faith-based school if you um, declare your sexuality or if you transition or if you're in a relationship they don't approve of. So it is a problem, um, but it created a pretty interesting debate, you'd have to say, in the last week or so. Yeah, and it should just be pointed out, as you listed the people who can be um, teachers and students and staff who can be kicked out of religious schools, and presumably, I suppose, parents as well, um, that intersex status is not part of this because 
in their weird, funny ways. The far right recognise that intersex is, we'll say, um, evident, for lack of much better words, I almost hate using them, evidence-based, so to speak, you know, that it's yeah. physical and tangible. So we do want to make that distinction, actually, as part of this debate, just out of respect to intersex and check out Intersex Human Rights Australia for more information on intersex. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And so I think when there's a bit of slippage on the acronyms we all use too, that it's good to point out that if we don't include I, that is why, because this, this debate's being framed around sexuality and, and gender and relationship status. Yeah. Well, let's drill into that then. What sort of things were brought up um, at the uh, meeting on Thursday by both those convening and those, the punters who attended? Well, we had a pretty robust crowd of about 25 or so. The rain always keeps people away and probably the same number apologised. So it was um, a pretty vocal meeting, but we thought it was really important to make sure we all started on the same page. So we invited Amy um, from Victorian Legal Aid, who is the director of their equality branch there. And it was really great to have her come and go, well, this is actually the state of play of what can happen already in Victoria and what are the differences between looking at you know, your overt or um, covert discrimination faced by young people and um, teaching staff in schools? And how do the state and federal laws intersect on that? So the Federal Sex Discrimination Act and the Victorian Equal Opportunity Act. So it was great to have her there. And, you know, for me, <laughs> having done this for a long time, it was always good to have a bit of a refresher and go, oh, yes, okay, I understand now. Just, um, you know, that those laws are already here, but some of them are really difficult. If you experience discrimination, it's always a bit of a tricky thing mm. to perhaps go and, and prove. And that is one of the things I guess um, we did talk about is, well, what if you are a, you know, a same-sex couple and you've got a child you'd like to enrol in a, in a Catholic or a religious independent school and you get all the way to the point of signing the forms and turning up on, you know, on an open day and you get those looks or you get that question of like, well, you know, are you sure this school is going to be the best fit for your family? Very hard to prove sometimes that that's mm. overt discrimination and often you don't want to put yourself or your family through a um, projected mediation or an internal, um, you know, uh, conflict resolution process. You just think, okay, let's, let's shop around a bit longer and see if we've got other options for our family. Yeah, yeah, you want... Um I'm not a, a parent, but I can pretty strongly guess that if you're a parent, you just want your child to get off to the best start in all aspects of life, including going to school and just um, developing potential as quickly as possible and as happily as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And look, so that was a big part of the debate too that we had on Thursday night. Um, so representatives from the community were saying, no, this is just about children also having the opportunity to get the education that they want or that they need and you know there were examples brought up of like young people who get scholarships based on their particular skills and the scholarships happen to be to religious or independent mm. schools so therefore what happens in that situation will they be asked to leave what about situations where you know we all know that particularly during adolescence sexuality and gender are things that young people explore there's a lot more information out now these days for young people to feel confident and safe to really explore being who they are and to come out um, so it's not just about enrolment, it's actually about during the life of a child's time at school, they might, um, you know, explore very different sides of their sexuality and, and their own expressions of gender. So, you know, when's the line in which that they might be asked to leave? Um, there was also a lot of emphasis and interest in working with the Independent Education Union, 
that's the union in Victoria and mm. um, nationally that represents school staff in religious independent schools. And, you know, acknowledging that those staff often can't speak up for themselves because the fear is so great that they will be asked to leave. Um, you know, in the last week or so, Rainbow Family Victoria and others have collected stories from people who've had those experiences of saying, well, look, I don't wear my wedding ring to school. I change the pronouns of my partner in the, when I talk about oh, wow. what I did on the weekend in the staff room. And sometimes these public debates, and that was sort of evident in the discussion on Thursday, people say these are these debates are just as damaging as the actual practice in some cases. So I think we were very clear that we wanted to make it clear that we affirmed and um, worked with faith and religious communities because some of us are part of those communities too. So yeah. it's not about us and them. So that was a really clear message that came out of Thursday. Well, that that's very true, and of course, the going back twelve months, the No campaign. Their, one of their clear aims was to try to polarise religion and LGBTI um, and all of the, I'll just say the rainbow, which you know, of course, is bunkum. Um, this nice Jewish girl is talking to you now, and um, you know, you've got great people like Michelle McNamara of Buddhist Faith, who's on Transgender Victoria's committee, and. Um, people like um, Aliena Muhammad Ali and Noor, with, Noor from who are great um, out queer Muslim people. So yeah, of course there's an intersection. So I think that I think that's really good that we're making clear we won't be polarised and that you know if you're on about respect, inclusivity, and diversity, that's really important. And yeah, that's a really critical point that the teachers can't speak up and speak openly for themselves. I have to say I got a notification on Friday of a trans woman teacher in a Jewish school in Melbourne who's facing some difficulty. So there's another one. It is definitely everywhere. So, yeah, we have to be, in a sense, allies to the independent education union in this case. Yeah, and we're really encouraging anyone who works in those schools to and who isn't a member of that union to consider joining. And also, to, um, if you are a member of the independent education union, to contact your organisers and to contact your branch presidents and say, look, what are you doing to support us? What can we do together and who can we partner with and who are our allies? Because, you know, that only when we work collectively can we make the change that we need to make. And we've we've put that as an open invitation to one of the key organisers in the Independent Education Union. Um, we've also known that last week there was a public press release from the president, the national president of the Independent Education, Education Union, saying they would support the push to remove any discrimination or barriers that allow school staff to do their job properly um, and to go to school as their authentic self. So mm. we really do think that's an important part of this. Like when we think of working together, like that's a really important ally. Is to, you know, we know the union movement was so crucial to the support through the Postal Survey and the Marriage Equality Campaign of the last couple of years. So again, this is time to, to reach out to those workers that also face the same discrimination that lots of us face in our day-to-day lives. Yeah, look, there's two points that come out of that. You mentioned the union movement. I wanted to mention the Australian Education Union, the broader union covering teachers in government schools because their support of say of programs that teach respect in schools was, is, of course, yeah. huge and they've done a great job. Um, but, um, you know, as you, as you say, um, you know, there's also, I suppose, it's a workplace health and safety thing. If you're not constantly trying to check your pronouns or not talk about what you did on the weekend, that's stress for in, in the job. And so, yeah, it's natural that a union would want a healthier and safer workplace for its members, so it makes every sense. So, yeah, um, everyone can get on board in lots of ways. That's right. So that was part of the um, discussion, I guess, on Thursday, and I think there was a a good sense that we would reach out to those schools 
one of the other outcomes was to have some kind of um, community gathering or rally and just sort of mm. look at the reality, I guess, of this debate, um, you know, extending or going through the next couple of months, would it become something that even ekes itself over into the new year and possibly, again, becomes part of a federal election campaign, the, the debate around religious freedoms and, I guess, continued attacks on the LGBTI communities in different ways and forms. So, you know, it was a way to sort of say, look, let's, People have seen that when you do have collective action like a rally, that's a really good way of signifying diverse public support and a good way to bring people together so they're not so isolated. Um, so that was one suggestion. And the other suggestion was that continued pressure that we should be putting on our elected representatives. So, you know, we've got um, only the lower house, the House of Reps, meeting in Parliament this week. Estimates is on for the Senate members. We don't know if the outcome from ben, um, Wentworth will be... Finalised. Um, Karen Phelps definitely, if, if she is absolutely elected, I don't know if anyone else is watching Anthony Green <laughs> at the moment, but um, it's very, it's getting a bit close to my liking. Um, if she is elected, absolutely, then she won't be taking up her position in the House of Reps for um, a couple of weeks, if not until around um, the end of November when the House sits again. Um, so, yeah, there's a bit of time for the Morrison government to maybe make a move on the bill they suggested they would put up last week. So we are expecting maybe this week, if we just go with the status quo, a bill to be placed into the lower house by the government that would look at removing discrimination based on sexuality. And and we do hope that it seems likely also gender Mm. in terms of um, students, but not staff at this point in time. But we don't know what the specifics of any of those bills will look like. We haven't been shown them. (laughs) But you know, that's another thing is to, to keep the pressure on our elected reps to say you realise these are this is the impact of having this discrimination um, on people's education, on their work lives, on their families. And we'd really like people to contact their lower house MP, so their member of parliament for their local federal electorate and ring up their them. You can ring them in parliament in Canberra if you want to on Monday and just leave a message for them to say what you'd like to happen. You don't know, need to know about the intricacies of what's in a bill. You just need to give them the message that you'd like to see what you'd like to see changed. Yep. A few things in there. Um, both Melina, one of our regular correspondents on the show, and also John on um, SMS have mentioned that the gap is narrowing. So, yes, Lord Anthony did call it last night, but, um, you know, um, I don't think he's going to end up with egg on his face. Not Anthony, but... Um, <laughs> surely uh, not. <laughs> surely not. But, yeah, gap is narrowing a bit. But, um, you know, I think it's still looking pretty rock solid. But um, you did mention gender identity, and if there is a, well, we'll say at least a baby elephant in the room, you know, so much of the talk has been sexuality, gay, gay and lesbian, and a lot of trans people, yet again, sadly are feeling left out and abandoned. You know, again, flashback PTSD to 12 months ago. Um, What can, um, well, I'm going to say, how are um, good allies like Rainbow Families Council what would you recommend to other people who want to be allies to trans to make sure that we get covered in equal ways in any process and outcome on this issue? Well, it is just keeping up that pressure <laughs> and reminding our elected representatives that gay is not a word that's synonymous for everybody. It doesn't cover all ranges of sexualities either, and it particularly doesn't include bisexuality, and that's mm-hmm. always a problem. Um, so using all the words, using the real words, using the words that we all use to describe, um, you know, that, that are powerful. So saying you're a lesbian, if you're bisexual, using those words, and particularly if you're trans, 
Um, if you're gender not diverse, use those or non-binary, use those words. So we're educating our elected reps at the same time. Um, in terms of the specifics around saying don't forget trans and gender diverse children, it's absolutely important we do that because we don't want to see a bill put up that um, slices out a, a slices out a section of the community for more discrimination than another section of community, particularly vulnerable young people. So we cannot let any bill go through that does not include and cover trans and gender diverse children in primary settings as well as young people in secondary schools. So it's really important that everybody, if you wanted to ring your MP, and you probably only speak to the staff member, and they're all lovely, <laughs> you just need to be polite and say, this is my name, I live in this electorate, this is what I'm concerned about with all this debate. I hear there might be a bill. Please don't forget that lots of young people are trans or gender diverse. And in some cases, that could be gender expressive in a way that a school sees as not appropriate and that might impact on things like the dress code of the school or the uniform or all those kind of things. So let's make sure we they understand that those children have just as much right to an education and to a, um, a respectful and inclusive school community, whole of school community, as all children do. So it's just using the words and reminding our elected reps that they're the things we want to see in any, in any legislation to remove discrimination. Yep, it's got to be for everyone. Um, what is it? Um, you don't improve human rights by sending other human rights backwards. So, um, yep, mm. we stick together and we can get this done. But I, I have to say, I, I do... I get the impression, I felt this this year, that a lot of the far-right stuff isn't, you know, biting the same way as it was 12 months ago. And I think there is, you know, did, did that come through at the meeting that people are feeling, yes, we, yes, it's, it sucks that we've got to keep fighting, but, you know, we, we know what happens if we don't, but we can push through. Did, did, did people, was there a sense of, what was the feeling on that front at the meeting? Well, I think... Um I think people felt like it was important to come together to say this is, this cannot continue any longer after last year and even the safe schools debacle in Victoria and all the argument we've seen over that. But it is, I don't know what you do, Sally, on your Twitter and social media accounts, but I tend to follow people like Corey Bernardi and Lyle Shelton just to keep up with what they're thinking and what they're planning. Um, but I, hang on, do Lyle Shelton and Corey Bernardi think this is a, a question for great <laughs> debate? No comment, but... <laughs> I can see what they tweet. That's a good mm, start. Well said. Um, <laughs> so I think that they, you know, they still see it, um, uh, any movement on improving the human rights and social justice and access to education, employment for LGBTI people and our families. So those of us that, you know, have children or, you know, particularly um, those of us in their eyes who get married, goodness gracious me, um, and then have children, which it seems to be worse apparently, um, then we're still a threat to the traditional family values that they see need to be upheld. And I don't think they're slowing down. I think, if anything, maybe they're just gathering all of their their forces and thinking about how they might use those to great effect during the state election and then the upcoming federal election. Um the State Liberal Party don't hold back either in the things that they say mm. sometimes about our children and they, you know, have their sort of top issues when you look past crime and, um, you know, roads and that kind of thing. They do still talk about the dangers of talking about gender fluidity. I mean, this was something that came out in some of their early attack ads before the state election sort of got underway. Um, 
and I think we'll probably unfortunately see more of it and mm-hmm. we'll probably see more awful flyers in our letterboxes, you know, saying that when we talk about having respectful relationships in schools or we talk about creating safe environments for all kids in schools, including the queer, trans and gender diverse ones, that, you know, it's some kind of Marxist ideology and we're brainwashing our children and your children and be careful. So I think those things are still on the horizon, unfortunately. They might not feel as acute, but they're definitely coming still Sorry. still on the agenda of the right and some members of the right. That's, that's just one of those things we need to always be cautious from. But also it's about the reason we also had that meeting, I guess, um, was really just to offer some support to, to each other. Yeah. Because it's tiring for some people to do this every day, and particularly tiring if you're looking after a young person or a child who's, who's feeling these attacks quite acutely. So that's part of the reason we, we had a community gathering and we'll probably continue to have some in the future too. Yeah, should mention at this point that if anything is distressing um, in this, uh, these sort of situations, um, the fabulous people at QLife, including Switchboard on 1800 184527, there's a list of supportive trans resources on Transgender Victoria's website, Bisexual Alliance Victoria at my-alliance.org, just to name a few. Um, but I'm reminded of a saying that popped up in um, a weekly bulletin I get this week. It's an oldie and it's not clearly attributed to anyone, but, quote, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. So, yes, the Cory <laughs> Bernardis of this world won't um, go away quietly, but um, we can uh, at least make our own um, assertive sort of noise. And I think so you, you're right on the button there that if we can keep sticking together, keep communicating within LGBTIQA and allies as, as needed, um, we can get it done. Fliss. I'll let you get back to your Sunday with family, uh, your rainbow family, um, including the mop, I think it was. But I was anyway. just going to finish mopping the kitchen floor. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, a, a household contributor's work is never done. Um, yes, my garden's beginning to look like a jungle again. That's what I'm doing this afternoon, listeners of all genders. Seriously, Fliss, thanks for the update. Stay in touch. And yes, we have a state election campaign on, so probably need to get um, some of our organisations like in just to... So, you know, what's on the wish list? So I might have to have you back over the next few weeks. Um, but in the meantime, um, yeah, um, keep up the good work and enjoy your Sunday. You too, Sally. See ya. Thank you. Felicity Marlowe from Rainbow Families Victoria, one of three rainbow organisations who um, co-facilitated um, the um, Religious um, Freedoms Update meeting on Thursday here in Melbourne. Yep, lots going on. And yes, thanks to John on SMS and Melina, who's both sent in um, updates on the um, fact that, yes, the gap is narrowing a bit there in Wentworth, but it still looks like it's going to be a um, um, a win for Karen Phelps, um, the doc. All right, I think there's, um, we're talking about keeping the rainbow community connected. Sally Segway um, has only one track to play, and yes, it's from Kermit the Frog. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally and fading guests Darth Vader and um, Death Metal Singer. And fading um, guests because Kermit the Frog hasn't quite hopped into the studio yet. Um, doesn't want to hop on and play the Rainbow Connection. So, yeah, re- um, can't um, stress enough um, or emphasise enough just how important it is that we stick together. It caused a lot of hurt last year when there were, you know, the strong beliefs and reasonable beliefs that, um, you know, we didn't stick together well enough. We've got to learn from that. We've got to have that debate about um, lateral hostility 
and making sure that we truly treat each other as equals in terms of process and outcome and um, make sure that we do it right um, to ensure that we bring everyone along. Um, So, um, yeah, make sure that we um, look after each other um, and do it it right. doesn't look like Kermit's going to play, so um, let's have a couple of messages and... um, See if we can hop into Kermit later on. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Dino Surprise, Surprise. It's a show about kid stuff. What sort of kid stuff? All sorts of kid stuff. I'm Carl Panuzzo. And I'm Daniel Salvatore Christopher Larkins Panuzzo. And we are... Playing the platters that matter. Spinning the discs with a twist. Talking the job that will keep you alive. To, to make, make sure, sure you, you really, really exist. Every Thursday. From 3.30 till 4. Right here on 3CR. 855 on your AM dial. We have giveaways and question time. We'll need you to SMS your favourite line. So tune in to find out what's going on in our world. I'm Dinah, surprise, surprise. Are you into riffs, licks and bands, smashing skins with sticks? Are you wanting more rock booming from your box? Well, if so, tune in to Rockbox, kicking off weekly, 12am, every single Sunday night. Showcasing a diverse range of pure rock from Australia and OS bands. We're talking sludge rock, raw rock, modern, old, psychedelic rock, stoner, chill, crust, even a bit of punk rock, and whatever else is rock-orientated. With myself, Fee, presenting this magazine-styled radio show, also have segments and interviews. So check it out, Rockbox. Exclusively on 3CR 855 AM. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon till one. Sunday afternoon, thanks for your company. Um, We just heard from a track from the fantastic um, new Paul Kelly album, Nature, um, and that's Bound to follow the Aisling song featuring Kate Miller Heidke on vocals. Um, that is just sensational. Um, also, a bit of a riff um, reminder that um, guitar riff um, at the start reminds me of Marilinga from um, the Gossip album. Check it out. Um, Paul Kelly, um, right on top of things there. That is just fantastic. Um, it's a great album, um, great instrumentation, great vocals, great harmonies, great music. Um, the sort of stuff that Paul Kelly is noted for. Um, yes, he's the man, or the pan, or something like that. How could one not play Kermit when um, they were desperate to hop in? 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Better quickly wrap up the show. Um, but yes, things what are coming up this week um, in varying forms. Um, Tuesday, um, if you are listening um, by whatever means before then, the By Discussion Group is on the fourth Tuesday of each month, held at Drummond Street in Carlton. Um, check out by-alliance.org, 7.15 for 7.30. Um, bring food, etc. 
Bent TV, as always, on Friday the 26th. But before that, yours truly is in a public forum. Um, and no, not the Forum Cinema. Um, in the throat is clearing, those two visitors, co-hosts are fading away. Um, free speech, fighting right-wing hypocrisy. Well, we're not going to get it done in an hour or two, but we can make a start. Um, and this follows from the situation a few weeks ago where nine-year-old Harper Nielsen was attacked by right-wing racists for refusing to stand for the national anthem. And this forum will look at the different aspects of the debate and its impact on progressive movements and marginalised communities. Jeff Sparrow, journalist and author, is a speaker, as is yours truly. And that's at um, Resistance Centre, Level 5, 407 Swanson Street City, opposite RMIT, um, um, 6 o'clock for the meal, 6.30 to um, get the ears in tune. Let's see what we can do, because we've got to fight back. Um, other things that are coming up um, on the Saturday, we've got the Trans Anxiety Discussion Group at Drummond Street at 11am, um, the Trans Family for Cisgender and Family Allies, at 2pm and The Shed for trans men on the Sunday afternoon um, at Drummond Street as well. All right, I'd better get out of here and make way for the good people from Freedom of Species um, standing up for animal advocacy and, well, take it out today um, with a track from the always awesome Graham Connors and um, this is one of his early ones. This is off a Best Fiddle Till Now compilation from around 2000 and Let the Cane Fields Burn. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.